Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to think like a thin and healthy person. This is the secret to losing weight long-term is to change how you're thinking. And there's a lot of ways to think like a thin and healthy person. I'm gonna share my, I think the most important one. But before I do, I just wanna talk about the general concept of really approaching your weight loss with this mindset first focus. Um, you know, if you understand your weight loss in this way, I think it's gonna be helpful, is that right now your normal, natural, automatic thoughts, behaviors are that of an overweight person, okay? And what you have typically done is you have kept the same mindset. You have this natural, normal way of being, which is overweight, and then you diet. And so you have these two mindsets, overweight, diet and you try and flip-flop between them um, but even when you get success you still have the same problem that you have this mindset of being an overweight person ultimately because at some point you can't diet anymore and so what you want to do right from the beginning is really focus on not just losing weight but instead transforming yourself from the inside out into a person who thinks like a thin and healthy person so the first step is to really understand your weight loss from a mindset perspective. That once you put the work in and learn how to think fluently like a thin, healthy person, you're never going to have to worry about your weight again. Okay, so again, I'm talking about a long-term permanent solution here, not just some quick fix. Now, that being said, there's a lot of ways to make that happen. So I will say, if you haven't yet, go to my, go to Program Yourself, then get the hypnosis session I give and watch the training I give you, three steps to master your weight, because we go a lot more in depth with it. But I want to share with you one kind of strategy mindset wise that will help you do this. And it is simply where you focus your attention when you're going to make a food decision. Okay. And so there's basically three phases of your eating behaviors. There's the anticipation, consumption, and consequence. In our culture, through millions and millions of food ads and the culture itself, we have been conditioned to focus on the anticipation and the consumption of food. So when we think, oh, should I eat the cookies? Should I eat the ice cream? What we're really thinking about in our mind is we're thinking about getting those foods and then eating those foods, right? Every single food commercial you see is always focused on these two phases, the getting the food, the eating the food. And that's very exciting to us but there's always a consequence and we're not trained to focus on that consequence. And the consequence I'm talking about is the physical, mental, emotional consequence that follows five minutes after you finish eating. And as you start to train yourself to focus on that phase, when you're going to make a food decision, you are going to naturally make better food choices because the consequence of eating the cookies, of eating the ice cream, physically, mentally, and emotionally, are usually pretty negative and they're not things you want to experience. Now, I know you focus on the consequence, oh, I shouldn't eat this because I'm gonna put weight on, but that's too far in the future to really impact us. So we need to keep that consequence within five minutes of finishing the food. And as you start training yourself, every time you're gonna make a food decision, how will I feel five minutes after I'm done? And really giving it a bit of thought, and you will get better at this. You will become fluent in this and start doing it automatically very quickly you are going to start making better food choices. And this is one of the most powerful ways to start thinking like a thin and healthy person and start losing weight comfortably. So practice this and I hope it helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, get to them. I got a little bit of noise here. They're working on my, my roof outside here. So if you hear any noises, I'm okay.
just some work. Um, I'm struggling so hard today. All I want is to binge. Okay. Um, so this is interesting, right? Cause you're kind of right in the middle of it. And so when, when you want to binge instead of just fighting against it, right? Which is what most people do. Sometimes it's a lot more helpful to become aware of what's going on, on a deeper level and specifically emotionally, right? So where are you at emotionally? Because when we struggle, when we're in kind of those modes where all we want to do is eat, usually right below it foundationally is the emotions we're experiencing. And I'm not going to say, I'll ask you. So if you're still here, please answer the question. But how are you feeling emotionally? Are you stressed? Are you depressed? Are you sad? Are you lonely? Are you angry? Where are you at emotionally? Um, I think that's a first question I want to get to. Because again, we don't just want to if there is some kind of negative emotion going on and you're just trying to fight against it and not eat, we're not really getting to the core problem. You know, so the first step is really understanding where you're at emotionally, because then we can move into finding a solution for that that does not involve food because the food's not going to help you anyways. It may distract you for a little bit, um, but at the end of the day, it's not really resolving that emotional um, whatever you're feeling emotionally. So that would be my first question to you. So we can answer that. We can kind of move forward with it. Um, but yeah, you know, this always gets to the bigger point that when it comes to emotional eating in general, which is, in my opinion, pretty much everyone's way to shoot to some degree is, is not just stopping the emotional eating, you know, and that's what a lot of people kind of intuitively do. And to some degree, we've been trained to do that through the diet approach is always really a willpower approach, you know, where you're really hungry, you just fight against it. Um, you're, you're emotionally upset and you want to eat, you just fight against it, you know? So we're never resolving the core problem. We're just fighting against it. And we want to stop doing that because the more you start to understand yourself, the more you start to understand your behavioral patterns, what triggers the eating, um, what triggers the bad behaviors, then you can go to work on resolving it, you know? And so that, that stands in stark contrast to the diet mindset, where again, you're just always fighting against yourself. With this approach, we really want to start to understand ourselves. You know, um, a lot of people feel that way when it comes to weight loss, it feels like you're literally fighting against yourself, doesn't it? You know, and if it feels that way, you're probably doing something wrong, you know, because because we don't want it to be a fight, you know, which isn't to say it's always easy. I mean, sometimes obviously change is difficult, right? It, changing what you do is is harder than just doing the same thing. So I'm not sitting here and saying it doesn't require effort, but I'm saying there's different levels of effort and if you feel like you're really fighting against yourself and trying to like white knuckling it right kind of like white knuckling like i'm not gonna eat i'm not gonna eat right if you feel that way it's almost guaranteed that you're gonna be only able to do that for a little while and eventually you know the damn kind of breaks and, and you end up eating everything and so we want to go deeper and resolve the problem on a deeper level you know um, so this person says, feeling too self-aware of the looks people share when I'm around. My escape is what put me here. Yeah, okay. So I would say it's it's not feeling too self-aware, okay? I, I, self-aware is a process and not a feeling really, okay? So it sounds more like the looks, and this is really important, right? Because if you think it's like the self-awareness, you're going to say, oh, the more aware I am, that's the problem. I don't think the awareness is the problem. I think that awareness is is causing you to feel maybe embarrassed, right? So maybe you feel like there's looks coming at you and then you feel embarrassed, okay? Now embarrassment's a feeling and now you can work with that, 
Okay. Self-awareness is a process that leads you to become aware of the feeling that you're having. And so um, I think you're right. The escape is what put you here. Okay. But what you realize is that it keeps happening because you're not even anywhere near on a path to resolving the core problem. Okay. And so what's the core problem? The problem is that whether it's real or not, you feel like people are looking at you, judging you, and you feel, let's just say, embarrassed, judged, frustrated, sad, whatever the emotion you feel from that process happening is, okay? Let's just go with embarrassment just, and again, put whatever word you want in there. So I may be right with that one, I may not be, but pick whatever emotion you're feeling, okay? And now the question becomes, when I think people are looking at me and I start to feel embarrassed, how do I want to feel? And I know that sounds strange because usually what's happening is you're just accepting, oh, they're looking at me, judging me, I should feel embarrassed. And now I feel embarrassed. I don't have to deal with this. I'm going to go eat. Oh, that relieves it a little bit. Even though logically, you know, that's what's putting you in the problem. In the moment, it's the best solution you have to ease the embarrassment or the painful emotion, whatever it may be. And so the question of how do I want to feel is the beginning of you finding a real genuine solution to this problem. Okay. Because you know what the problem is. Okay. Understanding the problem as it is, isn't helping you. What's going to solve this for you is when you have a real strategy that you can rely on for when you feel embarrassed, when you feel judged, that you can ease that feeling off that doesn't involve food, or at least doesn't involve food that puts weight on you. Okay. And so let's just say, oh, I feel embarrassed. How do I want to feel? I want to feel calm and relaxed. I want to feel, I don't give a shit what people think. I want to feel self-assured. I want to feel confident. Sounds weird, right? But again, we're kind of playing around here because we want to play with different emotions that you don't typically ever even go near. Because what happens to you is you feel, again, whether it's real or not, you feel like someone's looking at you, you feel judged, you feel embarrassed, and it just triggers this cycle, food. And it just it, it's happened hundreds of times, I bet. This exact same thing. So we need, to, we need to change up something somewhere along the way. And that way is to start asking the question, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? I'm a human who has creative abilities. I can influence how I feel. I can change how I respond to people looking at me. But you need to be very specific with how you want to do it. Hope that helps out. Okay, it's always a little harder to do when, when, um, when I can't go back and forth right with the person. What's up, Jody? Um, Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see it. Three. Yep. Works crazy. All right. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I bet works crazy. I know I hear like just COVID everywhere. Right. Can't seem to be consistent with my food. Um, I get that Cindy. I mean, the consistency is always the biggest challenge for people, but the flip side of that is one of the biggest reasons it's so hard is that people go from it's the all or nothing thing, right? So you're going from doing nothing with your food to trying to be perfect with it. That's really hard to be consistent with. You know, so that's my first question. Again, without knowing the specifics of your situation is if you're struggling, are you struggling to be consistent or are you struggling with ridiculous expectations of being perfect day one of your diet? You know, and that, that's the first thing we got to figure out and then move from there. Um, 28 years long battle. You're the only person that expresses it all so clearly and purely. Well, I'm glad. I'm thank you. And, and by the way, listen, if you haven't yet, so going back to you, um, so you're self-aware, which is great, but you haven't learned how to use that self-awareness proactively in a solution-oriented way. And so please, if you have not yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, and please watch the training I give you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, because I talk about this. So you can take all that, because I know when self, 
people say they're self-aware. A lot of times what that means is they're overthinkers, right? <laughs> Their brain just And the overthinking is not a problem. Being self-aware is not a problem. The problem is you haven't learned how to use that uh, to get your own, the, the goals that you want to achieve. The overthinking is not the problem. It's what you're overthinking. And as you start to learn how to run your own brain, you can get much better results. I sit before you as someone who didn't know how to run my brain. And then I learned how to run my brain. You know what I mean? And it's two completely different worlds, same brain, but I learned how to run it and I put different stuff into it. If another metaphorically, it's almost like when you're an overthinker, it's like you get this supercomputer, um, but you're running shitty programs. And so a lot of what I help with people with and what I've done for myself is I run much better programs now that bring me in the direction I want to go in as opposed to the direction I don't want to go in. All right. Hope that makes sense. Um, the embarrassment is an old wound. It's just the re-recognition that I'm forced to have as a result. I just want to stop hurting myself. I want to be as beautiful on the outside as I am on the inside. That's beautiful. I, I love what you're saying. Please watch my training. You're the type of person that will do very well learning the approach that I'm talking about in detail. Here, I'm just kind of hitting on some, some different points. Um, but yeah, the embarrassment's an old wound. That's what, when we get triggered, right? That's what usually happens is we got something from our past. We would feel embarrassment and then we'd go right to the food. And this might be, like you said, a 28-year pattern now. And so the pattern's not to stop eating the food because the fucking embarrassment's still there. That's the problem. So the question becomes, how do I want to deal with the embarrassment? You know? And so the first step I'll tell you is, again, when I say, how do I want to deal with it? Because you don't ask that question. <sighs> Relax. Center yourself. Okay? What is embarrassment? Fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like that's one that's one solution potentially, but um, there's a lot of responses to embarrassment that are a lot more fun than going stuff in your face full of food. You know what I mean? And genuinely feel a lot better. Okay, um, but but I think you know go watch my training. What's up, Tavi? You miss me? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing a lot better now. I was uh, I'm doing a lot better now. I I had COVID. Oh, I was just thinking this. It's been a hard, hard three, four months for me because I broke my foot and that was many months of pain in the ass. And then I got COVID and that walloped me, um, absolutely walloped me. And so uh, it's been, it's been good that like I'm feeling better. Like even from yesterday to today, I feel better. So I'm as, as shitty as I felt, I'm starting to feel better quicker, you know, and, and thank God. So um, I'm happy about that. Took my dog for a walk today. I'm starting to have some energy. I was, was zapped, zapped. I was so tired, um, but I'm starting to feel better. Voice starting to feel better again. So everything's kind of going back to normal, but yeah, it was hard. Um, so how are you doing? I, ho I hope you're doing well. Um, here we are in the holiday season. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about the holidays this year. It's so weird. I don't know. The holidays is so funny where um, what will happen typically though, I will say this to all of you, regardless of how you're going to go through holidays is holidays are a time, Thanksgiving and uh, uh, Christmas holiday season, where a lot of times we go into kind of autopilot, you know, and we just like, kind of like, almost go into a trance, literally like a trance. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, January 1st, I'll, I'll get back on it. You know, if, if anything, don't do that. <laughs> it's like the holidays are the perfect time to practice being all or something, right? As opposed to being all or nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> shut up. Hey, my dog's going crazy. I got rivers. Okay, cut it out. Um, <laughs> cut 
Yeah, so funny. This dog is so crazy. She's just like, she's a random barker, I would say. She's a random barker. Just out of nowhere, just barking like crazy. Um, yeah, would you say that the hypnosis sessions are the same as meditations? Um, I think my, my thought on this is that meditation and hypnosis, brainwave-wise, are very similar. So they put people in a, in a scanner. Um, they're very similar states of mind. Um, but they're used for different outcomes, typically. So the meditation, a lot of times, the way I think of it anyways, is you're really quieting your mind down and you're making things quiet, single focus on the moment, the present moment. And with hypnosis, it's more you're putting yourself in this calm, receptive state, and then you're giving yourself positive suggestions. So it's almost more practical in that sense. It's, it's, it's there to influence your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, whereas meditation is more just kind of be present in the moment and just experience the moment. So I would say they're kind of different. Um, you know, that's that's what I think. Uh, Astrid says, hi, Jim, your body said, stop, take a pause, relax more. I would agree with that, Astrid. I would say that because I, um, I slept a lot last week and it was nice, I would say. Um, I, I, do, I do work a lot for sure. And so I'm always kind of going, going, going. And uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, not at all. Um, and I utilized it. I'll tell you, I did. I really did. I, I, it was kind of nice taking the week off, you know, and, and the timing was, was okay for it. Um, I don't like being tired all the time either, you know, but it's so yeah, everything, right. Everything's good and bad. Um, thankfully again, I, I use the, the Milton Erickson always use this concept of utilization where regardless of what's happening, you utilize it for your benefit. And so even with COVID, I utilize it for my benefit. I learn lessons from it. They're going to support me ongoing and try to get the most value possible out of it, you know? And so I would agree with that. And I, I kind of did that, you know, for sure. And I'll utilize it in a lot of other ways as well. Um, thank you for your insight. You're welcome. You're welcome. Again, go watch that training. I think you'll, you'll get it. I can tell the way you think about things um, that you, you will uh, get a lot out of that training, you know? Um, I always get the people that are overthinkers are always the people that join my program and work with me. And, uh, you know, overthinkers slash perfectionists, usually they kind of go hand in hand to some degree. Um, they're fascinating people to work with. I find myself a recovering perfectionist to some degree. I'm certainly an overthinker. And so if you're an overthinker, I don't know how you'd ever succeed without understanding self-hypnosis because you know, we're always, there's a saying in the hypnosis world that you're, you are your own best or worst hypnotist, right? Because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day long. And the thing is, you've never learned how to talk to yourself properly, you know? And so you're, you're saying things that a parent might've said to you when they were mad, um, some shitty person in your life, you, you've internalized that now. And you're saying that to yourself all day long. Don't even realize you're doing it on top of it. And, um, the point is, though, that what you're feeling, how you're behaving, uh, are all created by your habitual thoughts. And you probably don't even realize that, you know? And so you're getting these behaviors, and you're like, ah, why am I doing this? But you don't realize the process that's going on right under the surface where you're creating those behaviors, those feelings, right? You're literally, so someone's just on it, they said, how well I feel embarrassed. I, someone looks at me and then I feel embarrassed. Well, they're not just looking at you and you don't, you don't just feel embarrassed. Do you understand? There, there's an external reality. There's external stimulus. There's an interpretation layer. And then there's the experience of it, 
right? And so you see someone looking at you and then what do you do? You make this story up in your head. Oh, they're judging me for my weight. They think I'm, I'm fat and I, I'm, I look bad and now I feel embarrassed. Maybe they're looking at you and say, oh, I like her hair. Who, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't know what they're saying. Even if someone else has said it to you, you don't know what that person's thinking, you know? And we're up in our heads living these crazy fantasy stories all our whole lives. And you may not have no clue this is even going on, right? It's called your internal dialogue and you're constantly just talking to yourself, making sense of the world. And a lot of times that, that sense you're making is complete and total bullshit, <laughs> complete bullshit, you know, and yet it's driving our lives and we never learn how to deal with it. This is why I think hypnosis, like hypnosis, the way most people understand it is, is goofy. Like it's not stage hypnosis, hypnosis, or I'm going to swing a watch and turn you into a different version of yourself or have you tell you all your secrets. None of that's real. None of that's real. Okay. Um, What's really valuable about hypnosis is understanding that you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is your prefrontal cortex. It's the party that's logical, rational, the party that knows what you should do to lose weight, why you should lose weight, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. But it is your subconscious mind that controls all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So it is your subconscious mind that is controlling your weight and how you feel day in and day out. And you have no sense of this process. You have no sense of how to communicate with your subconscious mind. And so what you do is all day long, you're trying to understand why you keep fucking up. <laughs> why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep doing, why do I feel embarrassed and then go and eat? And that's what's causing the problem in the first place. Why I want to lose weight. Why do I keep eating ice cream? Jesus Christ. Why do I eat the pizza again? What am I doing? What is wrong with me? I know I'm better than this, right? And so it's like you're in your head constantly trying to figure out why you keep messing up but you never go to the source of the problem, which is your subconscious programming. And here you are, and you know this because you, I know you've been trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And you, you have no better idea of how to lose weight now than you did when you first started your first diet. That's how you know you're on the wrong path, you know, is that you have no idea how to lose the weight. You wanna lose 50 pounds, you don't wanna lose five pounds. You keep going back to the same diet because you have no idea what to do. You know, and what you have to do is you have to, um, you have to learn how to think differently. You've got to change your mindset on um, bright future. What do you think about Dolores Cannon and her work? Um, I don't think much. I don't, I don't know who Dolores Cannon is. Let's see. Let's look it up real quick. Dolores Cannon. Oh, she's a hypnotist. Okay. Um, oh, past life regression. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'll look into her. I don't. I don't know a whole lot about her, but I'll check it out because yeah, you always learn from different hypnotists for sure. Um, Amanda says, "Can you share some of the science behind the five-two model?" Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can talk about the five-two model all day long. So the five-two model, for those of you who don't know, in program yourself, then we follow a five-two model: five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Okay, and I want to make clear that this is a, a philosophy. It's also a strategy as well, but it's a philosophy in the sense that it doesn't have to be five, two. I started with one, six, one day of clean eating, six days of pleasure eating. Cause I just wanted to get one day where it was like, okay, my intention and my goal is to be clean, to eat clean. Okay. For, for me, what's clean eating, clean eating. Again, that's another relative term, right? So it depends if all you do is eat McDonald's and Domino's pizza, then clean eating for you is going to be different than clean eating for me. Who's been working on clean eating for 30 years. Okay. But the basic idea of clean eating is that you're eating more natural whole foods. Okay. Um, 
Oh, so Jody, yeah, Jody says, okay, three, one, and then repeat. That's a great one too. Um, Jody's a nurse, so she has a little bit of a different schedule. But again, it's not, don't get it. It's not the numbers. It's not five, two. It's the philosophy of having clean eating days and pleasure eating days. So let me talk about the science of it. Cause again, I don't know what you meant by science, but I'm probably going a different direction. You're thinking, cause the science I'm going to talk about is the brain science of a five, two model. And the specific brain science I'm talking about is dopamine. Okay. Dopamine drives pretty much all of your behavior. And it certainly is responsible for pretty much all of your eating behavior. And so the thing with dopamine, dopamine is the grass is greener chemical. And so what, what it does is it drives behavior. So I, interestingly, you, um, interestingly, you have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual experience of pleasure. Okay, and this makes sense evolutionarily because it drove the process of getting the food, which was the harder thing. It's easy to eat the food once you got it in front of you. So that that wiring is where the dopamine circuits. And so anyways, what do most people do when they start a diet? They basically start day one and expect they're gonna be perfect until they lose the weight. But what happens is it starts to, you start to feel deprived because now your brain can't look forward to some enjoyable meal. And it just feels like, oh, I can never eat chocolate. I can never eat ice cream again. And all of a sudden you start to feel deprived. So some people call it a cheat meal. I don't mean that either. I mean pleasure meal, specifically pleasure, because another piece of this puzzle is that you need to learn how to enjoy food. Ironically, Program Yourself Then as a weight loss program really revolves around the question, how can you get the most pleasure out of food possible? That's weird, right? Because usually when you think about losing weight, you're asking the opposite. You're like, how can I restrict the, how can I deprive myself as much as possible? Because I need to deprive myself in order to lose weight. The more deprivation, the faster the weight loss. You're wired completely wrong. You know what I mean? But anyways, so with the 5-2 model, the pleasure piece is so important. This is backed up by science. They did a study where they would get these people hungry and then they would tempt them with, with chocolate cake for dessert and they would have them say different phrases to avoid the craving or to deal with the craving. They would say the classic, I can't have that. No, I'm on a diet. No, I want to lose weight. No, I shouldn't do that. All the rest of it. But there was one phrase that won by a mile and it was, I'll have it later. Okay, so there's a huge difference psychologically between saying, oh, I can't have cake anymore because I'm on a diet and I'll have it later. That I'll have it later is a lot more comfortable because we can still look forward to it. Because again, remember, most of the pleasure you get out of the food you eat is the anticipation of it. That's fascinating, you know? And so um, this is what Program Yourself Thin was all about this because when you look at your reading, if you're really honest with yourself, you know what you're gonna eat tomorrow. You know what you're going to eat tonight. You're trying to avoid and not think about it, but you you eat in patterns. Your unhealthy eating patterns are patterns, and they're very, very automated. And so, you know, if you're really honest with yourself, you know, as you go to sleep tonight, you know exactly what you're going to eat tomorrow. You know the donut you're going to pick up on the way to work. You know the bag of candy you're going to get on the way home. You know what I mean? Like all these little things you do, they're programmed in. You're not spontaneously eating unhealthy stuff randomly. That's not how we operate as humans. So anyways, so getting back to the 5-2 model, again, it's not 5-2 necessarily. It's clean pleasure days and having those intentions and those focus. And so for me, here I am on a Tuesday even, um, and I'm already thinking to myself what I'm going to eat during the weekend. So I'm getting pleasure out of what I'm going to eat during the weekend um, while I eat clean. That's very unique in the diet world because the diet world's all or nothing. 
right? And I think that's a shitty way. And so I go back to that question I was asking, how can you get the most pleasure out of food possible? I think the answer is, because some people say, they look at how I eat and say, I can never eat like that. I love food too much. Yeah, well, I love food too. And I think the most pleasure you can possibly get out of food is when you eat it at your goal weight. Imagine eating chocolate cake with zero guilt. Like, I didn't mean fucking zero because you're at your goal weight. You know you're in control of your eating. You're in control of your mind, your motivation, all the rest of it. You know you can eat the cake and get right back on track. Okay? So I think that's the most pleasure you can get. Now, the other, the final piece I'll tell you about the five, two mile. Again, I could talk about this all day because there's a ton of science packed into this. The other piece, and this is the most important piece of mastering your weight, is the ability to get back on track quickly. This is the worst. This is what you're horrible at. You're horrible at this, right? You're all or nothing. They literally have a phrase for it for dieters. They call it the what the hell effect. It's unique to dieters. Specifically, it's called the counter-regulatory effect. And this is when dieters, they restrict themselves so strongly that as soon as they make a mistake with their eating, you know, the dam just blows open and they go way overboard with the eating the calories. So we need to learn how to get back on track quickly after we make a mistake. And so with the 5-2 model, that's built into it as well. Because yeah, it's 5-2, but it's also 2-5, right? So every two days of pleasure, then we are always practicing getting back on track. Every week, every Monday, I'm practicing getting back on track. And now I've gotten really good at it. Because it's not the, you know what I mean? It's not, your. if you look at your weight loss issues, it's always, the core problem is that, you get off track and then it's months you're not on, months or years you're not paying attention to your eating, you know? So you need to shorten that. If you could shorten that, you'll get much better weight loss results, you know? So I hope that all makes sense. Um, hi, I have asked a book that called Brain Over Binge and you said that you're going to look at it. Did you have time to look at it? What do you think about it? I have looked at it and now that I think about it, I feel like, I feel like I'm glad you reminded me of this because I feel like I uh, I'm looking at the library website right now because I don't want to forget this if I didn't but I feel like I did it and I, they put it on hold and it's been a while and they haven't sent it to me but let's see real quick okay come on come on let me log in here Yeah, brain over binge. Yep, it's um waiting for a copy. Hole number two. So I got one more person in front of me. But uh, thanks for asking that. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. Um, so yeah, I will. I'm gonna check that out. I, I th those books are my. <laughs> Although I will say the last the last few months, I I read I read probably fifty books a year usually. Um, but last couple of months, I kind of fallen off. And that's just what happens, folks. You know, that, that's another piece of the puzzle. I, I work, a lot of people in my program that I work with, coach, um, they are high achievers, you know, and, uh, you know, get overthinkers, usually some level of perfectionism. And so much of my work is really talking them down when things are tough for them, right? Because they expect perfection all the time. And so, you know, the last, like I said, the last few months have been hard for me. I broke my foot. Um, just busy times. I got COVID. And so my reading's gone down a little bit. So I guess timing wise for that not to happen has been pretty good. But, but anyways, yeah, thanks for reminding me that I got it. I got it on the way. Um, there's a personal question I would like to ask. Is there a way I can contact you? Um, yeah, absolutely. You can email me at jim at programyourselfthin.com. 
or just message me through TikTok and I'll get that. Uh, oh, okay, Jody, you read that? Yeah, yeah, interesting book. Yeah, busy writing your own. Yes, I am. I um, I got a bunch of cool stuff. Like I always say that like December is, um, it's kind of always like a regroup, you know? And so I, I'm really excited because yeah, I, I was just working on today. I'm, I'm working on the new version of the program and I, this is so exciting for me because it's, it's snippety snappity. I would tell you that's the biggest arc I've taken in my career, at least creating programs. When I first started creating programs, people wanted like, long programs like the original program itself then was eight eight hour trainings right just me talking to the powerpoints and they're, they're awesome um but but now people you know listen when i start i've been doing this for 20 years and so when i first started um people wanted to get email <laughs> email's got to do so things change you know so anyways this version of the program that i'm working on now is snippety snappity it's quick to the point and so I teach you the program yourself then technique. I take you through the blueprint quickly and then you get the hypnosis sessions. Um, you know, that those will remain the same. Um, and then, so, so I'm working on getting those done this week and I got the first five pounds, which is a hypnosis program. Um, and then it's the book and, and, and the book I've got mapped out and, and ready to go. So I can't wait. I'd lo- I want to get that ready. Oh, can I get it done by the end of the month? Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, Thank you so much that you pay attention. Really appreciate that. No, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, there's there's almost never a book recommendation that just goes by me. I, I, I love books um, and I can't wait to read that because I'm obsessed with this. I would say, you know, it's funny to me, like like when it comes to weight loss, it, it's a challenge. It's been a challenging career because it's not like I could just learn from someone. Do you know what I mean? Like when you think about weight loss mindset, where are you learning that from? You know what I mean? Like brain over binge sounds like someone like that, but there's very few people really talking about practical psychological mindset solutions to the weight issues. And so it's been 30 years of me basically figuring it out for myself. You know what I mean? Like I got, I got, you know, certified as a master hypnotist, neurolinguistic programming trainer, yoga instructor, strategic coach. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I mean, I'm, I'm read just, thousands of books at this point. And so I am always, always looking to learn because this to me is a mission for me. Um, you know, I, I was saying this yesterday, it's like life or death. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. And so for me, weight isn't just about looking better in a bathing suit. It's about living as long as you possibly can and having the best quality of life while you're alive. You know, so so yeah, any, any book recommendation people give me, I, I'm, I take it real serious, you know? Are you able to send that free training again if we had it sent before? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, Amanda. Did you email me? I just saw an email today. I, 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 I got to be honest. I'm not the best email responder in the world because I get so much email. Um, if you wrote to me and you were looking for the training, I got to fix that. There's a broken link where it just goes to a sales page and I, and I got to fix that. So... Amanda, just send me another message. Email me or message me through TikTok and I'll send you a link to that training. And I, I got to fix that anyways, but you, you send that to me. So I'll, I'll send you that training because I have it available. It's just, there was a mess up that I didn't realize. Yeah. Jody says, change my life. I'm the calmest I've ever been. Yeah, Jody's in the program and she's kicking ass. And um, again, she's another version of this, right? She's an overthinker. And unfortunately she's used that overthinking, which most overthinkers do, they use that overthinking to stress themselves out. You know, I, um, I always say like, I'm, I'm a tweaked up nervous system. 
You know, my, my whole, I'm a tense. I remember the first time I started doing yoga, I was 19. I couldn't even come anywhere near to touch my toes. I didn't realize how tight I was, you know? And so a lot of my life for the last 30 years is relaxing and calming down. And so Jody's a perfect example of this. So a lot of people in the program, you're using that overthinking to just tweak yourself up because you're, you're not just overthinking, you're overthinking in a perfectionist way. And so you have this internal voice, it's probably your mom, it might be your dad, it's some voice in your head where it's like, come on, you should have done that, you should have done that, come on, you should have done better than that. What is it? And it's this mean voice and it gets us tense and anxious. And so we gotta deal with that. And that's what the self-hypnosis is so important for. The hypnosis as well, but it's calming and relaxing you down. You all got superpowers once you relax and calm down. The problem is you're in a chronic state of stress and tension. And so, yeah, Jody always mentions that, that being more calm is really, it's that operating system to really succeed and thrive. You know, I, I don't know, with weight, I don't think you'll ever achieve the weight loss you want if you're doing it in a stressful way. And unfortunately, every single diet is a stressful way. This is why you don't want to diet, folks, right? Because it's stressful. It's hard. It's difficult. You feel deprived. You, you, all these emotions come up. You don't know how to deal with them. And it's miserable. So I always say, I mean, program yourself then. Imagine losing weight and the first day you feel better. You feel more calm and relaxed. That's how you want to master your weight. Not, not putting the screws to yourself. Not, not depriving yourself more. Not frustrating and stressing yourself out more. That is not the path to success. Okay? <laughs> um, yeah, man. So that was me. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, Amanda. S send me another link. I, I, I saw it today and it's been, it's been a couple weeks. But I'll send you the link. I'll just get you the link. Um, and you can watch that. And I got to fix that in general anyways. Because I know right now people get like kind of one shot at it. Which I... Didn't, that wasn't what it was supposed to be. I just screwed up a, a link. Um, listen, in my world, there's millions of links. <laughs> Some of them are just going to be wrong. Uh, I got to fix them. But uh, yeah, you, you'll like that training. It's really, really good. And I'm redoing that training too, actually. Making it shorter, right? That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like like so much of, of redoing the program. But it's good too, you know, because it's like uh, this past year... Um, <laughs> this this past year was the first year I was doing the group coaching program and um in in this way and, and it's been so insightful you know because this is people going through the program usually like I was private coaching people um and I would just work with them and they would kind of go through the program on their own um but this one here they're, they're going through a program in the group setting and I get to coach with them so I'm figuring out what was working and what wasn't and um it just allows me to streamline things, you know? That's what makes it fun. So, yeah, anyway, so even the training is going to just be snippety snapper. It's going to be quicker, you know? And so even right now, it's a half hour, you know what I mean? So that's not that long. But I, I get it. I, we all got short attention spans. It is what it is, you know, no problem. So um, I'll redo it and make it just more snappier. That's fine. <laughs> I got no problem with that. What is what I always said? Brevity is the, what is it? Brevity is the seat of wit. As a solo win, uh, I can't even think of it now. But I, I love it. But I'm not. I'm not so short. You know, you know. I'm always talking too much, so it's hard for me to. That's uh, so what my trainings have been. They're they're good, but they're long and they're intense. And so, uh, yeah, there that is it. So uh, I'm always working on taking this much talking and making it this much talking, but still valuable. You know, and that's what I think I've done. Um, 
with the program yourself then technique just explaining that it's it's much quicker and and snippety snappier that one's 15 minutes now you watch that training it's 15 minutes and then you, you know how to use the technique you know um and then even the hypnosis sessions you know as even those made five minutes you know because again it's like people always talk about with weight loss people get honest well i got a trouble with consistency again i don't think it's so much that you have trouble with consistency as it is that you're what you're trying to be consistent with is asinine you know i just joke around metaphorically the way people approach weight loss it's like if i never play the piano i want to play the piano and i'm like real impatient with it so i'm like i'm going to practice 10 hours a day okay well that sounds great but after the first day your fingers all cramped up and you, you, you hate the piano and that's what you're doing to yourself with your weight loss is that you're way overwhelming yourself you know with these plans and um so it's not so much that you can't be consistent it's that you haven't set up a good strategy to be consistent with. So for example, as a counterpoint to whatever you're trying to do, <laughs> you're trying to get rid of all your carbs starting tomorrow, stop eating sugar, 1200 calories, whatever drastic thing you're looking to do, um, program yourself in, you're starting off tomorrow, you know, it's delivered through the phone and you start with a five minute hypnosis session and you listen to that session then you go about your day and then you use a two minute self-hypnosis technique at night to program your subconscious mind. And then you spend 45 minutes and fill out your blueprint so you know what you're doing, you know? So it's all short and easy stuff, you know, to get good with it, uh, you know, instead of overwhelming yourself. All right, Astrid, yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you tonight. Um, yeah, always looking forward to speaking with you, Astrid. Uh, so yeah, so it's like being consistent is important, really important. And program yourself, then we have a saying that consistency over intensity, you'd all be well to follow that, right? Because you're weight loss approach is intensity over consistency really now you think you're going to be both but you're not how are you going to be you know it's like i'd never run a marathons i never run before period and all of a sudden i'm just going to start with marathons that's what you're like with the weight loss you know and so there's no strategy there there's no you know what i mean there's no strategic approach to really mastering your weight there's just these wild flailing um attempts you know and you got to cut that shit out you know and again but the worst part is you internalize it as that, oh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, I'm the reason I can't lose weight. I don't have willpower. I'm weak or there's something wrong with me. Isn't it possible, folks, that it's that you have a shitty, you have no strategy? No strategy. You've got a tactic. I'll stop eating carbs. I'll stop eating sugar. I'll eat 1,200 calories. I'll stop eating for 16 hours. You know? It's like you got this drastic overcorrection and um, you're not set up for success long term. So once you start focusing on long-term success, weight loss isn't really that hard, folks. It's really not. You're making it harder than it needs to be. I mean. So anyways. All right, I gotta get out of here. I wanna see my roof. They're, they're tearing my roof off and putting a new one on, which I'm excited about. So uh, yeah. And I will see you all in the, in the program. We'll see you in, what, two hours. We'll have our call. And uh, anyone who's not in the program or not in my world, go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session I give you, watch the training I give you. And if you're really serious, join the program, okay? Do something different. Don't wait till January 1st. I'll be here January 1st too, but don't wait till January 1st. Send your subconscious mind a message. We're doing things different this time, all right? Yeah, Tabby, and I'll, I'll look for your question as well, all right? All right, Jody, I'll see you later too. See you later, everyone. Bye.